0: It was in a mist, like a cloud on the ground. It enveloped my mind, pushing out all other thoughts, all memories. When it finally disappeared, my befuddlement cleared as well. Yet I always believed there was something of great importance that had simply not come back to me. I suddenly sat up straight on my planks atop my tree, the vision, along with my sleepiness, Struck clean from me. At first light, I was almost always up in my tree, a stunking, straight to the sky poplar with a full towering canopy. Twenty short boards nailed to the trunk were my passage up. Eight wide, splintered boards constituted my floor when I got up there. And a stretch of waterproof cloth I had oiled myself, draped over branches and tied down tight with scavenged rope represented my roof but i was not thinking about that for a scream was ringing in my ears and it wasn't the scream of the blue mist which apparently existed only in my mind this scream was coming from down below i hurtled to the edge of my planks and looked down to the ground from where i heard the scream once more this cry was now joined by the baying of attack canines the sounds shattered what had been a peaceful first light. Wagmorts did not, as a routine matter, scream at first light or at any other time of the light or night. I scampered down my tree. My booted feet hit the dirt, and I looked first right and then left. It was difficult to tell from where the screams and baying were coming. Amid the trees, sounds bounced and echoed confusedly. When I saw what was coming at me, I turned and started running as fast as I could. The attack canine had hurtled from out of a stand of trees, its fangs bared and its hindquarters lathered in sweat, a testament to the effort it was employing. I was fleet of foot for a female wug, but there was no wug, male or female, who could outrun an attack canine. Even as I ran... I braced for the impact of its fangs on my skin and bone. But it flashed past me and redoubled its efforts, soon vanishing from my sight. I was not its prey, this light. I glanced to the left and saw between two trees a glimpse of black, a black tunic. Council was about. The attack canines must have been unleashed by them. But for what reason? Council, with one exception, was comprised of males, most of them older wugs, and they kept themselves to themselves. They passed laws and regulations and other edicts that all wugs must obey. But we all lived in peace and freedom, if not in much luxury. Now they were out in the forest with canines chasing something, or maybe some wug. My next thought was that there had been an escape from Valhalla, our prison. But no wug had ever escaped from Valhalla. And even if they had, I doubted members of council would be out trying to round them up. They had other means to collect bad wugs. I kept running, following the baying and the racing footfalls, and soon realized that my path was taking me perilously close to the quag. The quag was an impenetrable barrier that circled wormwood like a noose. That's... All there was in existence wormwood and the quag. No one had ever gone through the quag because the terrible beasts in there would murder you within slivers. And since there was nothing beyond the quag, there had never been visitors to wormwood. I neared the edge of this most terrible place that rugs were repeatedly warned from the age of a very young to avoid. I slowed and then stopped a few yards from where the quag began. My heart was pounding and my lungs bursting, not simply from my running, but from being this close to a place that held only death for those stupid enough to stray inside. The baying had now ceased, as had the sounds of the footfalls. I looked to the left and glimpsed canines and council members, staring into the depths of the quag. I could not see their faces, But I imagined them to be as full of fear as was mine. Even attack canines wanted no part of the quag.